You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. And now, time to find out what's cooking today. Today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. Anyone can start an endowment fund with the Edmonton Community Foundation. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. To learn more, visit ecfoundation.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Three Kitchens Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Heather. Over there is Aaron. Hello. Hello, Aaron. And for this episode, we did something um, a little bit different. I tried to give Aaron the week off, <laughs> and yet <laughs> here she is. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I got fed, so I feel like it's only fair if I'm getting that, fed yeah. that I got to jump on the ears too. <laughs> That's true. And I feel like we need one more person to weigh in on this one. <laughs> So what, what I did was I invited my sisters, um, Diane and Gina, to join me as my co-hosts. Um, and the recipe I made turned out to be kind of like a dud right from the start because <laughs> before I'd even made it, Gina had some issues with a key ingredient. And then there was some debate about what I could maybe alternate. And in the end, the recipe didn't go over super well i feel like we got a we got a good glimpse into the life of sisters <laughs> a sister dynamic a little bit the sisters <laughs> we had a lot of fun it was fun we had fun doing the recordings but the recipe wasn't the absolute best so what i made was a deconstructed cabbage roll it was sort of like if you put all the cabbage roll ingredients and made them into like a meatball mm -hmm. and then baked it with tomato sauce. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. And I thought it would be a good one. But right away, Gina has trouble digesting cabbage. So I subbed some zucchini for her. Right. As you listen, you'll find out that it didn't really work very well. So what we've put on the blog is one that that Diane suggested she has made many times and she really likes it. It's a crock pot cabbage roll casserole, which is completely deconstructed. Right. So I actually have it in the crock pot right now for my dinner tonight. Was it easy to easier to assemble than the oh, meatballs? So much easier. Oh, good. As you listen, you'll hear that I had some trouble with the directions in the recipe. And sometimes I just follow blindly and don't think ahead. Like I don't read it and think, how is this going to go? Right. This, yeah. was, this was one of those times. Let's hear. I also gave it to you and I haven't you heard your feedback. So why don't you tell me what you thought of that recipe? I thought it was tasty. I thought that the cabbage roll strips seemed hard to work with. <laughs> the cabbage? <laughs> the <Yeah>. cabbage. <laughs> yeah, the strips of cabbage seemed like, hmm, I know my kids kind of picked those out. The meatball part I thought was quite tasty. I had it again the next day for my lunch. It wasn't terrible it wasn't like like when you when you gave it to me and you're like well if you even want to try these <laughs> well just knowing how it had gone over but I thought they yeah. were they were like tasty meatballs they were like giant tasty meatballs I think 
one of your sisters made a comment saying it would have been nicer if there was more cabbage. Oh, well, Diane, since that was Diane, Diane. was the one who liked cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said, Ooh, more cabbage. I'd say, yeah, more cabbage finely cut maybe would have been a better plan. Yeah. Again, it seemed very laborious to produce. Mm -hmm. And it, it was also a mix of pork and turkey. Oh, right. And that was another one of their comments was that they would have preferred beef. Did you notice or? I wasn't particularly picky no. about that. I thought it tasted good. I thought so too. I didn't have a problem with the meat itself. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> thank you for, <laughs> thank you for agreeing to try it. Thank you for feeding me and my kids because it was just the three of us that night. I just pulled dinner out of the freezer, popped it in the oven. It was fantastic to not have to cook. Mm -hmm. That's always a bonus. It filled all of us up. My children ate it. So, I mean, right there, you have crossed a hurdle. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you to Diane and Gina for joining us and maybe we can do it again sometime and i'll just pick something better maybe dessert maybe dessert will go over better for all of us with our sweet tooths um, maybe just sugar them up a bit yeah sweeten them up this was this was not the best choice but keep listening because you might find it entertaining and um we we did have some fun chatting about it so i was like expecting something so much worse i won't make it again but i also didn't hate it Okay, welcome to Three Kitchens Podcast, um, but I have with me today my sisters, Diane Roberts and Gina Thompson. Hello, ladies. Hello. This is kind of fun. Hello. <laughs> you just find your voice. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. No. no. It's a uh, family. It's just all in the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how's it going? Good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. So we usually do this thing at the beginning where we tell some kind of story or talk about some fun thing we've heard. And I've sort of handed that off to you guys. So uh, Heather said she, they start off with a little story in the uh, podcast, some, something weird, wonderful, usually food related, something maybe in the news or science. And so I just did a quick Google weird foods at Christmas because <laughs> we're just about at Christmas time here. And I found a website that was talking about um, weird and wonderful Christmas food from around the world. CDA.eu. I don't know what the what that uh, website is, but anyway, they talked about some various um, countries and things they celebrate. And they may not be countries traditionally celebrate Christmas as we do, but around the holiday season in December, these are things that they share or give to others. And in China. They will give you a carved apple. They'll carve um, characters, words into the apple and give it to others as a way of, you know, letting them know that you love them. And they're called peace apples. But when I thought about carving apples, the first thing that came to mind was when people, I don't know if it was something it trend in the 80s, but they used to carve faces into apples. <laughs> peel the skin off and carve a face and then let it dry over several weeks and it would look like a little old person <laughs> it was so weird what was that then people made dolls out of them oh yeah. gross <laughs> who wants to play with an apple yeah yeah that, i don't know because as it dries it shrivels up really small and wrinkly mm -hmm. like an old person anyway that's what i thought of when i read that one 
Another uh, country that does something interesting is in uh, Greenland. They will eat narwhal and an Arctic bird called auk. And kiviak is the narwhal. And um, it just reminded me of last June, I went to a professional development kind of day for First Nations learning uh, through school. And uh, I tasted raw narwhal, which oh. I thought was very interesting. I'd never tried anything like that. I mean, I've had sushi, but never narwhal. But that would be similar, wouldn't it? Isn't a narwhal a fish? Is it, it a is, fish? It's a uh, sea animal. But what you eat is it's quite rubbery in texture. Mm. And the lady who um, she was from, can't remember exactly where she was from, but she said that uh, they would call it uh, Arctic bubblegum because oh. you could chew it for a long time. <laughs> I don't like that idea. Yeah, mm. And it didn't taste like bubblegum, let me no. tell you. <laughs> no. But uh, anyway, so that was interesting when I saw that's something that they, it's a delicacy. They, they really like to share that around this time of year as well. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I thought was very strange was um, in Japan, their big Christmas dinner. And again, it's not a country that's normally celebrating Christian type Christmas. They're just, it's, they've got a holiday season, but they've kind of adopted the secular Christmas of Santa Claus and everything over there. And uh, their big food that they want to have at Christmas is KFC. Oh, Kentucky fried chicken. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess it started in the 70s. um, When American restaurants started setting up over there, you know, like McDonald's and KFC Burger King. And uh, the people there wanted to start celebrating Christmas with Santa Claus to be like the Americans and they didn't have turkey available. So they uh, substituted chicken, which is Kentucky fried chicken for their Christmas meal. And another thing I read on another website was that people will line up for hours and hours to get their party bucket of chicken for Christmas, (laughs) or they have to order it in early November to ensure that they get some because it's that popular. I wonder if they make it different. Like maybe they have a different recipe and it's like better. It doesn't sound like it. Okay. I'm not a fan. Special recipe. Spices. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the party the party bucket also comes with a lasagna. Oh. <laughs> And the salads, but okay, whatever. Fried chicken and lasagna. Well, I mean, both those mm-hmm. things are good, but not KFC. I don't think you can get lasagna at KFC here. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Well, I mean, like KFC is not really weird. It's just mm-hmm. not Christmassy to us, but. Just not, I guess, um, typical for what we would have. There was, um, in Norway, they do like to have a sheep's head for Christmas. The head of the sheep would be split in two. Once split, the brain would be removed and the pieces are soaked in water for two days. Once soaked, the head would be salted, dried, and then smoked. Then it would be boiled or steamed, ready to be eaten. So, well, you know, know. no. (laughs) (laughs) How do you really feel, Tina? She is not having it. She is not having it. I'm trying to think of what, you know, just because it looks, it would look weird doesn't mean that it might not taste good. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's just yeah. meat. I assume there's just meat on it. I'm not sure I want to eat brains, but... Dad talked about eating brains oh. with scrambled egg. Yeah. As yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing he never made yeah. it for us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody made us eat that. Well, speaking of things we ate as kids, since I told you all you had to do was come on and chit chat, I'm cooking. Mm. So, <laughs> so I, since we don't live in the same city, I wanted something I could make ahead, freeze, bring to you. 
And then if by some chance our plans get postponed or derailed, as sometimes happens in winter, because we have a real crappy highway between us, um, it'll keep. I'm going to make a version of cabbage rolls. As we all know cabbage rolls. Mm-hmm. We may or may not love cabbage rolls. I see Gina's face. She's kind of like, mm, I don't know. I have a very uncomfortable after effect with an I eat cabbage, so... <laughs> 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 Don't get into too many many details here. I'll eat the interior. I'll pull the cabbage part off and then just eat what's inside. Well, that kind of derails my plans a little bit because I had planned to do like a deconstructed thing. I'll eat it. Oh, I can pick out the cabbage part out. I don't know if you can pick it out though. <laughs> That's the thing though. <laughs> you know, like kids are picky and they always, when I was a kid, I did the same. I left the cabbage aside and just ate the inside because I love that part. So I was thinking of doing a type of deconstructed where you chop the cabbage and you mix it all up but now mm-hmm. you're throwing my plans off hmm. it's like a cabbage roll casserole yeah i've made that before it's good now i don't know i'll 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 figure i'll have to macgyver <laughs> this one you don't call me the macgyver of the kitchen for nothing <laughs> uh, i'll <laughs> figure it out i guess <laughs> sorry heather <laughs> You're, make, you're making work for me <laughs> i gotta figure something who knows what you're gonna get <laughs> huh well surprise us i don't know i i may just have to do that do you have like a um like if you were to make ahead and freeze either for your own family or to take share with someone else you know when they have a baby or they are grieving or whatever you might share food with a friend or something do you have like a go-to thing casserole or dish that you like to freeze ahead i make like lasagna and stuff like that but i have i have this recipe for homemade hamburger helper that the kids love but you just make it in a pot it's like a one pot meal it's not a casserole but you could freeze it probably quite easily yep soups i make all kinds of soups you know what i sometimes find when i freeze and then i freeze a soup and then bring it back out that you don't have as much broth or liquid well, especially if you have like a, a starch in there, like a barley or rice or something, it soaks up the, the liquid, makes it more like a stew. I think this is the first time that we've run into this. Gina. <laughs> Good one, Gina. Good way to go, Gina. The second half of the episode might be about something completely different than the first. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give it some thought. I've got a little bit of time before I see you guys, so I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, so we'll be back after a brief message. You know what I always want to sing? After these messages, we'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From the TV when we were kids. Yeah. Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and find the school that feels right. Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there. Okay, so we're back again. We have now eaten our, well, what the recipe is called lazy cabbage rolls, but these actually were not any easier, I wouldn't say than a traditional roll. So I wouldn't say there's anything lazy about them. So maybe they need a different name, like rustic or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to call them. Cabbage, um, cabbage roll balls. Cabbage roll. Yeah, it was almost like a, it was like the roll without the cabbage, except the cabbage was in it, except in Gina's it's like case. A, it was like a big meatball, kind of. Yeah, it was kind of like a meatball. Yeah. 
Okay, well, let me tell you what was in them and how I made them, and then then you can tell me what you thought. Okay, so now I like tripled this because I made it for all of us plus dad, and I gave some to Aaron as well. So I'm just going to talk about one, like one recipe and not tripling the recipe. Okay. One batch. Yeah, one batch. So you've got four cups of cooked white rice. You've got to cook it first. Don't put raw rice into your cabbage rolls. And then you cool it to room temperature. And then here it says, here, already I ran into something. So um, half a medium cabbage sliced into quarter inch wide strips. Well, yes. <laughs> Then you put them in like a bowl with boiling water to soften, right? So as you're kind of getting other things ready, your mm-hmm. cabbage is supposed to be softening. Well, I guess I should have maybe thought about it more instead of just following the recipe because these pieces were quite long and they didn't really soften very much. So when I was trying to roll them with everything else, it was these big like sticks of cabbage <laughs> that was like all poking out and all around. And like, I, there must be a better description of how to cut the cabbage, like almost if you just could cut it into pieces and put it in the food processor and maybe just chop it up almost so it's more like grated or almost like small shredded. Yeah. Like shredded. Uh, because I just, I didn't think about it. I just followed the recipe and I go along. So then you put your ground meat, which was turkey and pork with your rice, half a large onion that was chopped, two eggs, a teaspoon of Mrs. Dash seasoning, salt, pepper, and two tablespoons of finely chopped parsley. And you mix that all up. And so you got the meat all ready to go. And then I took some aside for Gina because I was not putting cabbage in hers. And then I throw some cabbage in there and I start trying to mix it together. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like I, I didn't think about how it was going to mix together. And it was like, it was so right. unyieldly. And this like, this cabbage was poking all around and just like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so anyway, I did the best I could with it, but I was like kicking myself that I didn't like actually stop and think about what's this going to be like when you put it in the meat. Cause you couldn't then take it back out of the meat and like yeah chop it or yeah, I was kind of screwed <laughs> then it was in there. So anyway, that's just a little note to self. <laughs> think about it. Don't just follow it blindly. <sighs> okay. But anyway, once you got all that stuff mixed together, then you're basically making like patties or like we said, kind of like meatballs. I just put it in my hand, like the size and shape of what I would think is a cabbage roll, small-ish cabbage roll. And then I put them into an oiled pan. I use like little aluminum pans so that you could put it in your freezer and then you're going to top it with sauce. Okay. So the sauce was the other half of the onion with oil and butter and kind of saute that down, then add in julienne carrot until it's softened, two cups marinara sauce, three cups hot water, bring it to a boil and season as you like it with maybe more Mrs. Dash or salt and pepper, kind of however you like it to be. Then you're going to put your sauce over your patties until they're nearly covered, not completely. Cover all with foil and in our case, um, I baked them and then froze them. So you bake it at 425 for 40 minutes. And that's it. It's just time consuming because you're making the rice, then you're mixing up your meat, then you're dealing with the cabbage, and then you're putting them all together. And then you're making your sauce, but you could use a jarred sauce as well, if you didn't want to make it. And then for Gina, I just instead of the cabbage, I had some grated zucchini 
from the summer that was in my freezer. And I put that, I think it was about a cup and a half-ish that I had um, in a bag in the freezer. And I thawed that out and mix it was so much easier. <laughs> like just at that point, I'm like, I wish I could have grated the cabbage. I don't know how you grate cabbage, but... <laughs> Um, in a food processor on a yeah. box grater. Yeah. yeah, the box grater, I don't think you could do that with a cabbage leaf. That one was super easy, but everything else about it was the same. And that's that's it. It just took me quite a bit of time because I was making so much of it. Thoughts? Anybody want to jump in? <laughs> we can talk about eating it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it had anything to do with the zucchini or if it was because you cooked the rice first, but I thought the rice was really overcooked. Really? Which is kind of, yeah, it was really quite quite overcooked i suppose it could be that the zucchini had more moisture than like the cabbage because i didn't feel that with Mm -hmm. the cabbage that's too bad good to know though yeah if you're going to substitute something i would have used using the zucchini i might have used raw rice and put the raw rice in there and then the rice would cook in the oven while you're cooking the balls in the sauce Mm. yeah okay i'm sorry I feel, I feel bad. First, I picked something with cabbage that you couldn't really eat. And then I put substitution that was kind of a fail. Oh, That's okay. well. You don't know otherwise. Okay, Diane, what did you think? Um, well, I had the version with the cabbage. And, you know, I like cabbage rolls. And I have made a lazy cabbage roll casserole before, like various versions of it. And I would say that it just needed more cabbage. Mm. I, I like to have more cabbage in mine, I guess I like it a little more. I don't know, the texture of the cabbage kind of adds something because and the meat and the rice, I would say were fairly soft, like Gino's, I may be trying to describe, but if I'd had a little more cabbage in there, might have balanced that out a bit. I also prefer a cabbage roll with a beef and this was turkey and pork. Mm-hmm. And I just think a beef is a little stronger meat in it with more flavor to me in a cabbage roll, maybe against the tomato sauce. But anyway, they were good. The one comment Alan had was that it just needed some more salt. But maybe we're used to putting more salt in our food. <laughs> so we salt and peppered it up. And So I tend to cook with less salt and then just salt on my plate. So maybe I was just airing as I usually do on the less mm-hmm. salt. And then probably I was salting and peppering my plate too. I don't know. I, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I actually like the Mrs. Dash in there though, because I, I thought there's not much seasoning of any kind in here. Is it going to taste like anything? But I think that seasoning does give it something. I would have added garlic. I like to put garlic in just mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they were good. I've been since Christmas trying to, you know, kind of watch my portions and my carbs and things. And I, I thought it was a nice um, meal to have that kind of balances that. So I had, you know, you had your veggies and your meat and a little bit of rice in there. And, you know, with the the tomato sauce, it's a, a balanced kind of one pot meal kind of to have for supper. So we we enjoyed it. It just needed a little salt. And I prefer the beef and more cabbage. That's <laughs> how I feel. I agree on the cabbage. I Mm -hmm. felt like it was, I guess, because of the method of like cutting the cabbage, it was because it was so hard to work with. I think I probably didn't put in as much as there should have been because I was just like, I don't even know how to mix this together. (laughs) I was having such a hard time forming the patties with the cabbage in it that I I probably... Mm would have put in more cabbage had it been prepared better. If I were to make it again, I would have, I would chop it smaller 
so that you could get more of it in there or maybe layer yeah, on the bottom of the pan and then still put the balls together and put them on so you get an extra layer of cabbage in the pan. I've made it in a crock pot before and you basically cut up almost a whole head of cabbage mm. into strips and you just lay that down in the bottom of the crock pot first and then you um, you cook up your beef and onions and I don't know salt pepper or whatever garlic maybe and then you mix in the tomatoes or tomato sauce and then you layer that on top of the cabbage so it's like a meat oh and you add the rice the uncooked rice to that mm. then layer that over top of the cabbage and I think there's even more sauce on top I can't remember all of the details but in a crock pot in layers and then everything kind of cooks and the juices mix with the cabbage and then you stir it up when it's done cooking and it comes out pretty good but yeah lots of cabbage for this girl <laughs> Which is funny because she's like, one. zero cabbage, please. <laughs> no cabbage, but also no zucchini. Thank you. I'm like thinking I'd like to try making something like that with zucchini instead of the cabbage too. The zucchini was good in it. And in fact, Danny was like picking through, looking for what's in here. And she <laughs> says, Ugh, I see something with green on it. She was trying to dissect what was in it to see if she could be really like, hmm, I'm going to like really critique this. One of mine was trying to pick the, the spinach out of a pierogi one day too. And I was like, good luck. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wouldn't say it was uh, my favorite recipe. I didn't mind the mix of the pork and the turkey. I thought it was kind of a nice change, I guess, or mm -hmm. lighter tasting. I, I thought that mm -hmm. was okay. And I didn't find the rice mushy in mine. But no, I also thought it needed more sauce. And I think I texted you guys and said, I recommend having a little extra sauce to put on it because I found it just a little like it maybe it needed more of that tomato flavor or something yeah yeah I thought I thought it was good it tasted like cabbage roll to me yeah like the it tasted did. like the filling of a cabbage mm -hmm. roll which yep. when we were kids I didn't like to eat the cabbage and I would just eat the middle and that's the mm -hmm. part I liked and that's what it reminded me of which I thought tasted right yeah mm -hmm. it just kind of was strange directions and a little execution <laughs> was just yeah Maybe not quite right. Just save yourself some time and layer it in a casserole dish or a crock pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've even made like what you were talking about, except instead of like putting the cabbage on the bottom, it's just all chopped up and, and mixed in. together, mixed yep. with all the stuff. You just mix it all together, put it in a casserole dish and bake it in the oven. I think yeah. that was a recipe that my neighbor gave me one time. And my kids really liked that one. This one, they were like, eh, it's okay. Like they ate it, but they weren't crazy about it. So I don't think it's going to be a... Maybe not a repeat, but repeated with tweaking. Yeah, maybe. I think mm. it just needs a little tweaking to make it. <laughs> I don't think it was Gina's thing from the uh, get go. <laughs> I know. I feel kind of bad. Thank you for cooking for us. I didn't have to cook that meal <laughs> or my lunch the next day. So, you know, it was <laughs> well, a win win for me. <laughs> that's some praise knowing that yeah. you actually were willing to eat it again the next day. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I took it in my lunch. Well, Win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> and getting to hang out with my sisters is fun. Yeah, so it's fun. I appreciate that. Me too. Yeah. And I appreciate you guys coming along. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. Tits up, girls. <laughs> Cut that part out, Aaron. <laughs>